thank you for joining in to another episode of Sash Versations. We hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy during this time. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Teresa Hansborough Goodman, International Junior Miss, Volunteer Miss, is our guest. Hey, Teresa. Hello, hello. How is everyone? Well, we are fantastic today, and we're thrilled to have you on the show. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your pageant experience? Of course. Um, my, again, my name is Teresa Hansborough Goodman. I am married six years with three beautiful girls. Um, pageantry experience, I started since I was three and I've done the exact same thing to my girls. So they're already in the pageant systems and I'm getting them prepared to, you know, get the jitters out and build the self-confidence. So I, I enjoy pageantry and that's the reason why I wanted to continue to um, bring it down to my daughters. So tell us a little bit more about the system that you represent International Junior Mids. Well, IJM, International Junior Miss, was actually founded in 2008. Um, the founders are Nikki Clark and Jessica Toussaint. They actually have a national pageant. And the international system, it is in over 100, 200 countries. So right now, our nationals is going to hopefully be for June the 29th to July the 4th in Woodland, Texas, hoping that this whole COVID-19 does not postpone it, because if it does, they will have to move it somewhere in November, December. Um, but the pageant itself is just like a traditional pageant. They have the uplifting mission of making sure that we educate our young girls, uh, promote healthy lifestyles, you know, helping with their achievement as far as what they want to be to get them to the point where they'll be able to have better interviewing skills when it comes to the working experience. Um, also, the reason why I decided to actually join IJM was because of the charity. So the charity that they have right now is Give Hope Global. Um, that's, that founder is Miss Angela um, Braswell Quinn. She has a charity where any anything that you donate actually goes to Haiti and Ghana. And a sponsorship actually provides food, clean water, safe housing, medical care and educational support and that's the reason why I decided I wanted to do that it fits with my actual platform which is financial literacy well you've told us about the pageant system now can you tell us and our listeners about your experience at the Tennessee state pageant and what you're doing to prep for nationals fingers crossed they happen on time <laughs> for you Exactly. So for the Tennessee pageant, it was actually in Jackson, Tennessee, and both me and my oldest daughter, Kyla Hampton, actually entered the same time. So what I wanted to do was to kind of show her, hey, let's do this mother-daughter pageant thing, and you see how I do it, and I see how you do it, to try to help her to ease her nerves about, um, you know, being nervous about trying a whole new system, because she started with NAM, National American Miss. But when I got into it, I was the oldest one there. <laughs> and of course, the IGM system goes up from four to 45 years old. But I was the oldest one there for the Miss Division, um, the only one married. 
And when I entered, it had the traditional competitions for optional, which is like casual wear, photogenic, uh, best personality, and of course, evening gown interview and um, the final question. So when I got into it, I was a little rusty <laughs> because I haven't done anything in a while because I put all my time and effort into my girls to do their pageant. But it, it was fun. I mean, just the the atmosphere, getting on stage and, you know, getting all that out. And then when I won um, Volunteer State Miss, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. Now I really have to get prepared for nationals. <laughs> <laughs> that is exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing for that and then the categories that will be at nationals? Yes, ma'am. So for nationals right now, um, what I have been doing to prepare myself is of, you know, looking at, I like looking at old YouTube videos of Miss Universe, Miss USA, just trying to kind of see what they're doing, trying to mimic. Um, that's a way for me to be able to study. And I know a lot of people probably do the same thing. Um, so I'm practicing in my shoes every day. I uh, still actually have to go to work because I'm a personal banker for regions. So I'm in heels every day because, you know, you have to stand up for a long time and practicing on my interview skills. Also looking into a way to be able to get my brand out as volunteer state miss and be able to get the IJM system name out there as well. I want to be able to, you know, provide that information to other girls that's looking into getting into the pageant. But as far as the national pageant, they um, have different competitions for the Miss Division. So for them, we only have evening gown, we have interview, and then we have this new competition called social media um, Social media correspondent. So what they're looking for for that is how are you going to be able to represent the IGM brand on social media? Oh, that's very interesting. I have, yes, I have not been on social media. The only thing that I started with was Facebook, and that's when it was just for college students. All right. <laughs> So my daughter, she said, I'm going to be your I, I'm going to be your social media manager. And I was like, thank you, because I need the help. So I'm new to TikTok and new to Instagram. And she was like, Mom, you have to put pictures on here every day. And I was like, do I have time for that? <laughs> well, and there's no there's no better time than now to in this current climate we have to uh, to reach out uh, via social media. So actually, it's very timely. It is. It is. And um, I guess I didn't really notice how important it was to make sure that you put something out almost every day, you know, keep up with what the days are like um, Earth Day that just passed on the 22nd. So they really want us to put the IJM brand on social media, tell them what's best for them as far as pageantry, how it will help your, you know, your daughters at this time and different ways to be able to get your word out with this pandemic. Well, thank you for explaining that. Yes, ma'am. Speaking of COVID-19, we know that it has really derailed a lot of pageant title holders' plans and appearances. What upcoming appearances do you have planned? Well, I don't have any upcoming appearances at the moment anymore. Uh, most of mine have been limited to via web or zoom or you know any of the platforms where we do as far as on the internet so the only thing that i have been doing is trying to reach out to 
my um, sponsors to see if there's a way that we can get it where we can do a webisode or, you know, some other way for us to be able to do it without me having to meet in person. So that part has been really challenging for me. Well, yes, that, that has been so challenging for, you know, us all. And, you know, I've, I've found a lot of title holders have found ways to um, just try to uplift everyone. I've seen a few title holders make masks and that's very exciting. <laughs> As title holders, we all have platforms that are near and dear to us. Uh, can you tell us specifically more about your platform? I know you mentioned it about financial literacy and what a time to talk about that in an era where everybody was hit financially. So um, how, how are you running with that in your platform right now? This has really touched my spirit. And it seems like that it came at a opportunity, an opportune time where I can really show that financial literacy is very important. What I wanted to kind of educate everyone about is that savings plans is very important. People lost their jobs and they don't have ways of being able to take care of their families. But the overall goal that we try to stress with me being a personal banker is that you want to have at least three months worth of savings just in case something like this does happen. But what I run to and work all the time is that, oh, I'll get to it. Oh, that's not going to happen. You know, the the blocks that people put up, like, it's okay. And with the banks right now, we actually don't have our lobbies open. Mm -hmm. So people are having to go towards the, you know, the mobile aspect of ATMs and online banking. And it's really putting a damper on the older community that don't have an email. And we've been trying to drill this to our customers. Hey, this is important because this is the the direction that we're going. But as far as savings, yes, COVID-19 has definitely hurt a lot of people. And I just really want to get the message out that it's, it's a way to be able to help you. And it's no, it's not too late to start. Right, right. Do you have a, do you have like a plan or do you have like a, um, a series of lessons or, or how do you convey that uh, when you speak or when you have somebody reach out to say, you know, what are some steps? constructively that I can take, you know, I have zero in savings. How, how can I get started? Yes. Yeah, so what I usually explain is that you do want to start off small. Um, even if it's $10 a month, something in your savings account would help. And to actually have it automatically drafted from either your checking account or your check into that account, that way you don't see it. Because if you can see it, you want to touch it. (laughs) You don't want to have anything linked to it. And this needs to just be for emergencies only. Um, Another thing that we tend to tell our customers that if you don't have a credit card, use that too. You don't have to use it for everyday purposes, but it can be used for emergency use only. You have to have discipline. So start with the $10 a month, work your way up to a credit card. And then at that point, if you feel like the $10 is enough for you to be able to save where it's okay, then increase the amount. And then you just have to monitor your spending habits right now. You know, no one uses check registries Mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, we almost have to go back to the way it used to be just for us to make it through this pandemic. Um, Just for the record, I do. (laughs) I use my check registry. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people don't. 
I do too. <laughs> I reconcile at the end of every month. Um, I, I think uh, I know savings was drilled into me and I had this little Holly Hobby bank. I would save my babysitting money in and uh, I would, you know, of course, save up for things. I think those are important lessons. What, what do you think we need to be teaching like our children? I know I started having money lessons very young. I had a single parent household. My mother really wanted to instill budgeting and because money was tight when I was growing up. Um, what, what kind of things do you suggest now that people are homeschooling? I, I saw a great thing where people said, use this time to teach really practical skills. One of them being about money and, and the worth of money and maybe creating a budget. What kind of things do you think people could teach say 10 and under and our preteen and teenagers that they're maybe not getting in the educational systems? I'm, I'm so happy that you asked that question <laughs> because my daughter thinks that I'm crazy for doing this. But what I decided to do is that I know that a lot of parents out there are having trouble with children just eating, eating, eating all day. So your spent your grocery bill is, is tripled, is doubled. You're having to go to the grocery store every two weeks. I created a whole plan. I wrote out groceries on just on a paper, on a piece of paper and just made up prices for each thing that's in the house. And I decided to go ahead and uh, go to like a family dollar, a dollar general store. They have the little play money for a dollar where it has ones, tens, fives, twenties and change. And I would actually pay them every Friday, let them know, hey, taxes have to come out of this money. You've been working, you're gonna work for $7.50 an hour that's doing your homework, doing your chores. So I'm giving them fake money and they actually, anytime that they have to come into the refrigerator, they have to pay me, which is the bank, to be able to make um, to pay for the food. So uh, you could say that a pair is $2.50 and I'm doing this to my two-year-old also. So it's, I want a pair, that's $2.50, ma'am. <laughs> So she'll sit there, which one is the $1? So I'm teaching them, you know, how to identify the different types of money for my two-year-old. Um, my seven-year-old wanted to really have a more aspect on how to break down different types of money. That a quarter can be a solid quarter or two dimes and a nickel. So when I started this, I did it just so they won't actually keep going uh, into the refrigerator but when I noticed that it was actually showing them discipline and it was teaching them the different ways of, you know, learning money, it, it teach them to save. Well, that, that is great. That is a wonderful plan. Yes, ma'am. I thought it was so funny. It's like, you're going to make me pay for food. That- it's not real money, <laughs> but yes, this is what you're going to have to do when you get older. <laughs> Now, Teresa, tell our audience, how can they follow your reign? What social media sites are you on? All right. Right now, I am on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Those are the only ones for Facebook. It's Teresa Hansbro Piggies. Um, For Instagram, it is Teresa Hansbro. And those are the only two social sites that I'm on right now. All right. Well, Teresa, we have so enjoyed having you on our show today. And thank you to our listeners who have turned in. And as always, stay Stay fabulous. fabulous.